beautiful psalm. But this is one that really jumped out at me this week. And two important truths I just think it's good for us to be reminded of this afternoon. Psalm 95 begins, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is great and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his. And he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Up to this point, he's talking, he's using terms that are associated with the word praise in the Bible, to give praise, to lift up the Lord. And notice the word he uses twice. He uses the word thanksgiving. He uses the word sing. But twice, he even uses the word noise here, and he uses the word psalms. But twice, he says, make a joyful noise. A joyful noise. There are times where we are just simply joyful. I mean, it's just overflowing from our walk with the Lord. It's just overflowing from what God is doing in our lives. It's overflowing as the psalmist gives it here, as we look at the earth and we see what God has created. We see the beauty of nature around us, and it just makes our hearts overwhelmed with with joy. And it's real easy to praise the Lord. It's under these circumstances that um, James wrote those words, if any among you be merry, let him sing psalms. But you know, there are some days we don't automatically feel joyful. Um, I had one of those this week. I've had three different nights this week where I had some really bad um, diabetic issues during the night. In fact, two different nights, my blood sugar getting dangerously low. And um, one of the nights, four different times, Laura had, my alarm went off and Laura had to give me sugar to try to bring it back up. And anyway, those were some rough days that followed those bad nights. And um, Friday morning, when I got up and got ready for two meetings on Alert Campus and then heading back home for the weekend, I was just slap wore out because I had just had another bad night. And as I got up and I got ready and spent some time in the Word, these verses were just ringing in my ear as I was getting ready for the day. And I looked up at myself in the mirror and saw how really bad I looked, how tired I looked, and just honestly a little down, a little discouraged. And I thought of these verses again, let us make a joyful noise. And I thought, I don't feel that today. But then I was reminded that we have to sometimes choose joy. And my mind went to Nehemiah. If you flip over there, Nehemiah chapter 8. This is the next thing that happened after what we studied last Sunday in Nehemiah. Um, but Ezra and some others had read the scriptures to the people. They had taught the scriptures to the people. It's very important that we not only have reading of scripture, but it's important that we have teaching of scripture. And I get the idea from the way it's described in the passages here that, um, that it was very similar to how our family has Bible, our 
family devotions, we are reading through a chapter and one of the kids raised their hand and then you answer the question. And sometimes it's two questions per verse and you just don't get very far because there's a constant explaining of the passage. And so Ezra gets up and he reads the scriptures, the law of God, the first five books, and he takes the time to explain it to the people and the people began to weep and they begin to mourn because they realize the heaviness of their sin. They're hearing the word of God and it's fresh and it's really making an impact on their hearts. And then um, in verse number nine, it says in Nehemiah, which is the um, Tirshatha or the governor, and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people said unto all the people, this day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be ye sorry. This is the natural condition of their hearts right now. They're mourning over their sin, and they're mourning as they hear the word of God, and it's pricking their hearts. But they said, Stop mourning. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Hold your peace, for the day is holy, neither be ye grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth, because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. I mean, here they are in this big time of mourning. This is taking place on more than one day. And finally, the, the leader said, okay, this is enough. The people need to joy in the Lord. They need rejoicing. And so they just stand up and say, okay, stop mourning. Stop being sad. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Imagine um, just right in the middle of something like that. What's he saying? He's saying, choose joy. We're going to rejoice in the Lord. And that was the message for me on Friday morning is rejoice in the Lord. Choose joy today. And it's amazing how my even physical demeanor changed as I just chose. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. And it's just so important that you and I recognize the joy that you and I need to find in the Lord, that we need to sing before him with make a joyful noise. You may feel like yours is not the prettiest noise on earth, but that's okay. The Lord wants to hear you. He wants to hear you sing and lift up your voice to him. So in association with praise and thanksgiving here, we see joy. But then another concept, as he talks about worship in verse number six, he says, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Now notice the words associated with worship here. Of course, the word worship here is to literally just get down on your face before him, bow down, let us kneel, because he's our what? Our maker. And then he says, for he is our God. So he's our maker. He's our God. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. We are under his care. He said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. What's associated to worship here? It has nothing to do with singing. It has nothing to do with music. It's all about the condition of the heart before God. He says, don't harden your heart. Have a tender heart. And then he gives an explanation of the opposite of this, as in the provocation 
as in the time of strife, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 12, also Deuteronomy 1, um, Moses speaks of this time. Verse number 9, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my work, 40 years long was I grieved with this generation and said, is, it is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. And in fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 9, he tells them, you're still not ready to enter into the Lord's rest. Association here with worship is this idea of rest. But what is he talking about here? Harden not your heart. He's talking about submission. If we are to bow down before the Lord, this is an outward act of submission, of lowering ourselves, of submitting to his authority. And I believe it is just so powerful for us to understand that when our hearts are submitted to God, we will have rest. There will be a peace that passes understanding. This same word that's translated rest here is found in Psalm 23 and verse number 2. Psalm 23 and verse number 2, when he says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. What's he talking about? When we are following the Lord, when we are submitted to him, when we are his sheep following his voice, we're going to know rest because he's going to lead us into this rest. It's amazing that I'm, I've experienced it in my own heart, but recently I, I have dealt with someone that needed the rest of the Lord. There was just so much turmoil in their life. And what it came down to ultimately, and they acknowledged it, was I just cannot let go of things and yield them to God. When you and I will yield things, difficult things, hard things, everyday things in our lives, if we are fully submitted to the Lord, that's what a real worshiper is. A real worshiper is someone who is fully, has a surrendered, tender heart to the Lord submitted to him. And when we have this attitude, we will know rest. You find somebody who's a troublemaker, just always stir in the pot. It's someone who is not submitted to the Lord. They don't know rest and they don't want anybody else to experience it either. But I just challenge you this week, two things, choose joy and praise the Lord. And secondly, just be submitted Submit it into your heart. Lord, whatever your word says, I'm going to do. What, however you direct me, I'm going to obey. And you will find rest. There will be peace in your heart. Um, it is just such an awesome thing to know the peace of God. But that only comes when we're submitted fully to him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the encouragement that it gives us. Lord, I pray that you would help us this week when we are tired, when we're worn, when this world has us down and discouraged, that we will choose to rejoice in you, that we will choose to, to joy in the God of our salvation. And Lord, from that, we'll find strength. And Lord, I pray that you would help each one of us to have our hearts fully, completely submitted to you 
so that we'll be able to rest beside those still waters that you prepare for us. And that even when there's turbulence in the world around us, in our families, in our workplace, that, Lord, we'll be able to find peace in you. Lord, we thank you for your promises. Help us to rest completely in you this week. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.